Welcome to American Football in Finland, where a few of us Americans in Finland discuss the football being played here. You can follow us on Facebook at American Football in Finland, or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com forward slash AFF. I'm Perfect Purpose. I'm here with my co-host, Jabari Harris. Hello, how's everybody doing? Okay, today we're doing a special show. Due to recent events that happened on Monday night, we felt the need to discuss our thoughts on the unfortunate situation. On American Football in Finland, we're going to speak from our personal opinions. And if you have any comments about these opinions, negative or positive, you can email me at my personal email, perfectpervis at gmail.com. So you can come at me if you have a problem with anything that we say here today. We did want to get feedback from some of the players in the Maple League about the situation. So what we're going to do is we're going to include their testimonies anonymously so as not to affect their careers politically. Let's get into it now. First thing is first, if you don't know, we're going to talk about what actually happened. There was a a play between the Royals and the Roosters. There was a fight. There were some penalties and ejections. I'm just going to tell you about the ejections right now. The ejections were the Roosters offensive lineman number 72, Tony Koskinen, was ejected. Uh, The Roosters number 87, Ville Urupelainen, was ejected. The assistant coach for the Roosters, Victor Sarve, was ejected. Royals number 33, Stacey Thomas, was ejected. Royals general manager, Seppo Everaway, was ejected. This is what happened. Six players got ejected during this uh, fight. What happened next was there was disciplinary action. The Disciplinary Committee of the Finnish Football Association of Finland has issued decisions on the brawl that happened at the end of Monday's Royal Roosters game. Royals player number 33, Stacey Thomas, was suspended for two games. Royals assistant coach, Victor Sarve, was also suspended for two games. The Roosters offensive lineman number 72, Tony Koskinen, and the Royals general manager, Seppo Everaway, were each suspended for one game. The Roosters player number 87, Ville Urupelainen, did not receive any further suspension after ejection from the game. So those are just the facts. Those are strict facts of what happened. Now, I'm going to let Jabari talk first before I respond. But Jabari, what were your initial thoughts about what happened? You know, being at the game and, you know, being a coach and a football player, first things first, these are the type of things that a veteran player, a national team coach, and a a man who's been around the game for so long knows that you just can't do. Uh, my initial thoughts was I was actually surprised, you know. I've never known Stacy Thomas to be a dirty player or a low-to-character guy, so I'm not going to sit here like most and question his character or his play. For years, he's played in Finland in his league, and he's never had an incident like this. But I understand in a game like this where it was emotional, it was um, a lot uh riding on this game according to the league you know people hype this up to be the game of the weekend who's the best team in finland and i i know for a fact his emotions got in the way but still you cannot try to go after a player's legs especially in that fashion if it was a in the middle of the play and it was a legal cut and you know he was making a tackle nobody says anything but if you watch the video the more you watch it the worse it looks 
Um, I initially think that this was just a bad decision by Stacy, and he really could have seriously. And everybody points out he was a 19 year old kid. Away. It doesn't matter. 1949. It doesn't matter. You never attack a guy's legs like that out of frustration with the possibility of ruining his health. So I think that the punishment part was going to come. Everybody knew that. But I don't think people thought it was going to be as light as it was for this kind of action. And I think that that's where the initial issue is. Well, for me, I mean, initially, I think I can speak for almost the the entire league. When when I saw it happen, I was shocked. Like like you said, Stacey Thomas has a reputable career and you just don't expect something like that. But even when you see it, okay – it's a horrible action what he did. I'm more concerned with what people did afterwards. I don't like the fact that you had a you had a brawl, and I understand tensions are running high. Players are trying to protect their teammates, etc. That's part of the game. But I'm more concerned about the assistant coach Victor Sarve coming from the other sideline, running all the way across to the Royal sideline. And pushing, I want to say it was number 19 or something from the Royals. I'm not sure which one. But this this guy was just standing in between players trying to promote peace. And this coach comes in there and full shoves this player like into his own players. You're a coach, man. You're supposed to be the role model. Players lose temper on the field because they're on the field. These coaches, you have to be the guide. You have to be the standard. And to go over and do something like that, you're basically telling your players you have no self-control, no self-discipline. Now, from what I saw, all Seppo was doing was trying to separate players. I don't know if maybe he separated too hard, and I can understand that. He's a big guy, strong guy. He could push somebody. But I seen this coach come from the Roosters, and he maliciously was going to go hit somebody. And what that aggravates me more than anything, because it's it's part of the cycle of violence promoting violence. What Stacey did was wrong. I agree. I, I don't think what he did was right, but that doesn't give you license to go and do more wrong. As the saying goes in the States, two wrongs don't make a right. And from my opinion, I really don't like what Sarve did because I felt like his, what he did was premeditated. And same thing with Stacy. I know I'm getting off subject talking about the coach so much, but what Stacy did, it wasn't right, and there's no place for it in the game. He went at that guy's knee. If he would have, if he would have just threw a punch at the helmet, I would have been like, okay, you got upset, you did something stupid. But when you go for a player's knee like that, you you're cautiously thinking, I'm gonna take him out, and this is not that's not the way American football should be played. We want to be physical. You want to you want to inflict a certain amount of pain, I want to say, but you don't want to actually hurt anyone, you know? I want to hit you hard enough that you feel it, but I don't want to hit you hard enough that you can't get up from it, you know? And I think that Stacey Thomas might have lost sight of that at the time, and I'm not any judge to say why he should or should not have done it, but I do disagree with the fact that he did it at all. That's my initial thoughts on it. 
we talked to a, a couple of players and we have some more thoughts on it. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of split it into s- different scenarios about it because everybody's going to be talking about different aspects of it. So these are the aspects we're going to talk about it. First thing is the punishment. How should this player be punished for this hit? No one agrees upon it, but he, but the player himself, Stacey Thomas, was suspended for two games. I want to know, especially from you, Jabari, how do you think the player should be punished for that hit? Uh, it's very, it's very tricky and hard to say. Um, I know definitely, if I was the one making those kind of decisions, it probably would have been more than two games for the simple fact of not just the cut but even the actions after. I mean, we can't ignore that even after he went out this player's knees, he went and started a fight with him. So me on top, that's that's me. That's action on top of action. Um, I think that in this situation, yeah, you suspend a player, but for two games, I don't think for what he, what he did and what he created, I think the two games was too light. Um, this is not the NFL where we can find and suspend guys. But I wouldn't sit here and say that, oh, you know, after all these years of Stacey being in the league, being a national team coach, giving back to the game, he makes a bad action. We ban him for life. I wouldn't say that. But two games is too less. Me personally, he'd probably be done for half or the whole season. Not because he just did that, but you have to make an example for the future of finished football, that actions like these will not be tolerated. And I don't think that the discipline every team did that. For me personally, okay, what this says is, all right, I get mad, I get frustrated. I can take out a person's knees, start a brawl and all kind of hell, and I'm only going to miss two games, which in the 12-game season is nothing, okay? I think that the disciplinary crew should have sat down, reviewed the situation longer, got the thoughts and opinions of not just the fans, but the players or even themselves. Like, what if this was you? Me personally, as a quarterback, if I'm standing in the pocket and I'm standing straight and after a play, I'm just minding my business or ready for the next play and somebody comes and just cuts my knee, then comes around and tries to throw an uppercut at me, I'm going to be expecting that that guy is not playing for a long time. So me personally, I think the suspension was the right way. I just don't think the duration of the suspension was the proper length. Yeah, I, I have similar views. When I first saw it, for the fight, just the fight itself, okay, two games sounds about right. That that sounds about right. Just because he basically started a fight and then kept fighting. And like you said, he threw punches. A punch itself is automatic injection with the possibility of a one-game suspension. He didn't just throw one punch. He threw a couple, and there was pushing and shoving. Okay, so I'm looking at two games just from the fight. Now, if I go back and look at the film and determine that he had malicious intent, and you're going to hear me say this word malicious a lot because there's a difference between just being emotionally charged and doing something stupid or just being physical or being aggressive. But malicious intent intent is me saying, I want to end you. Like, I am purposely trying to hurt you. And that's what he did. For me, anything less than six games, he's getting off easy. And another thing I really want to know is, had he actually successfully got that guy's knee, 
would we be looking at a bigger suspension? I really wonder that, and I don't know if anybody can tell me the answer for that, but that'd be interesting to know because I feel like because the, he uh, he went for the knee, but he didn't like break the guy's knee, maybe that's why they didn't give him as many games, but I don't feel that's correct. I feel like he should have had, a, like you said, a minimum of four games, if not more. But, of course, not his whole season shouldn't be done for doing that because it was outside the game. And you don't want to set precedent that you can get away with that. And right now, with a two-game suspension, you're kind of setting precedent that, hey, you can get away with some stuff outside the game, and it's not going to cost you too much. That's that's my thoughts on it. Um, we actually wanted to get some players' thoughts. And, of course, we don't want to have the players on here talking because we don't want there to be any backlash from them or their teams but we did get testimonies from the players so what we'll do now is me and Jabari will read a testimony from the players and Jabari you can read the first one all right the first one uh it says he purposefully tried to hurt the other player which could have possibly ended his season or career dirty plays like this cannot be met with a slap on the wrist the way I see it if he has no regard for others' players' season slash careers, why should there be any for his? I could see this resulting in a player in a year suspension based on that play as well as other dirty plays he's already shown this season. Okay. And another player says, I mean, I saw Tuomas, cornerback number twenty six for the Crocs, get kicked out of get kicked out during the game for what I thought was a mild, if not accidental, hit on a sliding QB. I think he will be out next game, too. I would suspect Stacy sitting out for a few to several games, plus a heavy fine if they want him back in general. I see that as being a fair verdict. Football being a fast-paced, bang-bang game, the shot to the leg never would have been witnessed had it wasn't been for the aftermath, in which Roosters players swung a retaliation after a strong push, which I, which is usually questionable if it's enough to eject or not. Then Stacy retaliated with a swing, which I don't know if it landed or it's hard to tell. But all in all, it's definitely Stacy's fault. And the next one says, the punishment for this player should have been severe. A minimum of four-game suspension, that's being generous. The last one we have is, I feel that this type of action warrants suspension of some sort, three to five games maybe or more. The question is is just so malicious and so far after a play is over, it is clearly just an act of violence and intent to injure. That is not what this game is about. That's what some of the players had to say about it. We won't go any more into detail, but you can kind of get a feel of what they felt about what happened. The next thing we want to talk about the situation is – Let's go hypothetical. If this player, uh, Stacey Thomas, was your teammate, how would you feel about him being on your team after this situation happened? You can go first, Jabari. Uh, That's another tough one. But still, um, as a a veteran of the game, as a player that tries to pride himself on character and playing the game with the utmost respect and honor, teammate or not, this is something that I just can't stand by. I know a lot of guys have a, well, that's my teammate. I stand by him regardless. In this situation, 
it's disrespectful to the game. Um, I pride myself in being a team player and standing by my teammates when the situation is between the lines and it's not an act of intent. Like you said, this malicious, it's malicious action. I couldn't stand by. Um, I simply tell them like, hey, bro, you were wrong. And I, I love and care about you as a player. But whatever you get from this, you deserve because it was a bonehead move. Um, I think that you got to take the teammate aspect out of your mind and just see it as, okay, this was a player doing something wrong. Teammate, opponent or not, this was wrong, and he has to stand by his actions. That's the way I would see it if he was my teammate. Yep. For me, when I first wrote this question, the first thing I was thinking was, well, if he was on my team, I separate myself from him, or I talk to the coach and be like, I don't want him on my team. But that was my initial like gut reaction. But then I thought about the situation. I'm actually not on that team, so I don't have that close of a relationship with Stacy to really understand how it would be to be on his team and this situation happen. So, in me trying to put myself in that situation, I would think. I try to compare it to like, you know, we all had those teammates who we really loved them as teammates and then they would fuck up and we would either be like, you know what, I like him so much, I'm going to let it slide or, you know what, I'm never going to be friends with him again. So when I think of it as that personal type relationship, I just kind of feel that if it was my teammate and he did something like that and I saw it with malicious intent, like you said, I would tell him, I'm not tolerating it, dude. I'm You're not going to get me to stand up and say it was okay ever because it wasn't. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the guy who's, well, I don't want you on my team or I'm going to be advocating for you to get kicked off the team. I'm going to base my relationship with that player off of, I guess, his his reaction to the situation. Okay, when that is over... Is he remorseful? Okay, he did it maliciously. We know it was malicious in the time, in the moment. But afterwards, is he going to come and say, you know what, I'm going to apologize to my teammates because I made you guys look bad. Because now we're getting un- unwanted attention for that. I put you guys in a situation where the general manager is now going to have to miss a game because he had to stand up for something stupid I did. If he can show the remorse... And he can say, hey, look, I'm going to take my penalty. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm going to work harder to do better. Then, of course, I can say, you know, that's still my teammate, but I'm never going to condone what he did. I'm not going to say, well, I should stick up for him because I shouldn't. But at the same time, you still have to play with this guy later in the season, and you don't want to have that rift between players. As long as he's a part of the team, I guess he, I would feel like he is my teammate. But he's definitely going to have to show me that he can re- he can redeem himself. And to do that, it has to be something he does personally. It doesn't matter how great he plays for the rest of the year. It doesn't change that personal attack that he did that maliciously out of his own intent to take someone else's career. So for me, that's going to be really hard for him to do because he's going to have to figure out a way to prove to me that as a man that he's grown and changed from that situation. And that takes time. I would not want to be his teammate right now. I tell you that much. Yeah. 
And it's crazy because in my 20 years of playing the sport, I've never really had a dirty teammate. Um, I've had several teammates, especially defensive guys that are aggressive, that play nasty, that talk trash. They may even bump the quarterback of players after a play. But never have I seen a teammate intentionally go to injure somebody and ruin their career. So um, I, I feel like that was the most shocking part that we, even in the States, even in the professional leagues, NFL, uh, college football, whatever, CFL, you never see big name guys or veterans do these type of type of things. This was something that I maybe would have imagined from a rookie yeah. or a guy that just has no experience playing the game. If Stacy had been uh, a fresh junior, uh, first year in the game, uh, somehow in the, on the field playing and just took his frustration out when it's somebody's knees. I think that the action still would have been bad, but people would have just seen it as, oh, this is a dumb kid, doesn't know the game, he yeah. has to learn. And then you have to sit, coach him up, and teach him. But the fact that this guy has over 20 years of experience playing the game uh, on high levels, you know, it's just there's no way possible that I can see myself looking him face-to-face as a teammate and saying, bro, I support it, you know? I feel like that will question my character as a player and as a man. So, uh, overall, I couldn't stand by it, Purvis. So, um, here's a couple of statements from some players. First one, I try to get my teammates to play with a certain mindset, to play through the whistle. But I make sure that whatever they do during the play or after is legal. There's a big difference between having a competitive fire to play hard whistle to whistle and playing dirty. I wouldn't feel right about having a player on my team that plays and makes dirty plays like that. The next one says, if he was on my team, I'd be upset and think it was selfish, especially being a key player. Obviously, the situation differs on the individual. Stacy is a vet and played this game for a while now, so I respect him and his game. So this wouldn't apply to him due to the fact that his chips are already stacked and I'm still stacking mines to get to his point. But I would make the player feel bad towards his actions, not to put him in a depression, but with his intentions that he would clean up his act, work 10 times as hard during his suspension. So he comes back and he knows not to do that again and will continue to contribute. The next player says, if the player who made the hit was my teammate, I would be embarrassed to have him as a teammate as well as disappointed in that player. Mm. And this last one, if one of my teammates did this, I'm not sure how I'd feel because you are a family and have to stand up for one another. But this type of action crosses lines where you can't blindly back up your teammate makes it difficult for me to support him going forward and also would make me uncomfortable in games going forward knowing he is on the field with me and potentially a liability. Next thing we want to talk about was the sportsmanship in general. Like the question is knowing that this play could have ended a player's career. We're we're focusing on the malicious intent now. How does it make you feel about sportsmanship in general in the game? I definitely think that this action was something that finished football has never really had or never really seen um, 
So my years of playing here and what I've always seen, um, I, I always say that guys in the league in Finland is too nice, you know. Everybody plays the game with the utmost respect, the utmost sportsmanship, maybe too much sportsmanship. I've always felt that the league here was nice, you know. Guys get knocked out. They want to shake hands. They want to hug. They want to trade jerseys, whatever. So I think that this um, this is definitely not the act of sportsmanship that we want to ever, ever allow into Finnish football. Um, I think that looking on this from the outside, this really hurt um, that level of sportsmanship that we've carried for so many years in this league because, you know, this is something that we've never seen before. So I think that this is this was um, I feel like it's not good that it happened. But going forward, it's going to benefit that it happened for the simple fact of now the Finnish league can make clearly um, known that, hey, sportsmanship is our top priority and we would not allow this from either player regarding if you're import or not to make these kind of unsportsmanlike plays and not just for of this level, but for any, I think that from now on the standard should be said that any act of unsportsmanlike conduct to this level of severity should be taken hard. And I think that um, the, the league itself should make sure that from the referees to the players, to the coaches, We got to be careful and make sure that we don't forget about the sportsmanship of the game. Just knowing that this player's career could have been ended uh, so early, being that this kid was just a U19, you know, national team player, I believe. We definitely got to look at this as if, hey, look, this is our future that we're trying to protect. I mean, I don't play for the Roosters coach or anything or none of that. And I don't play for the Royals. But just for the reputation of the game itself, that falls on all of us, being players, ambassadors, spokespersons, coaches, or whatever in Finland. So, I mean, I think that as an American playing American football here, I want to see that level of sportsmanship done the right way. For me, when it comes to the, the sportsmanship part, I actually think that, like you said, here in Finland, it's never really been like a big issue because in the Finnish culture, it's more, people use their words more here. And I mean, I understand that. And I think that's a safer way to go about it. But what this really showed to me was that there's times like, like in this, when it really escalated, it was telling to see that the coaches were escalating to the same level as the players. And that's where I see a divide. I think that we need to focus on making sure that these coaching staffs are the, are the leaders, but not necessarily be the instigators. Like in this decision where they actually gave disciplinary action, you have the assistant coach from the Roosters with the same amount of suspended games as the player who started all this. That should never be the case. Now, as a coach, you want to get in there and protect your players. Yes, but... We should never have a situation where we feel that not only are the players escalating, but so are the coaching staff. It, at that point, it's just five referees, or I think it might be seven referees on the field. Well, it's just those referees against 60-something people, you know? Like, they need help as well for maintaining a peace in a situation like that. And that's what the coaches are there for. You're to coach and guide. And for me, I think... 
sportsmanship in general is huge and you need it in this sport, but it starts from the top to the bottom. And every team starts with the management of the team. Then it goes to the coaches. Then it goes to the players. So when a player gets out of line, he should be checked by a coach and that should be it. We didn't have this. We had we had a general manager and assistant coach who also got suspended for getting in the mix of this. And it wasn't because they were there separating players. It was because they went too far. And the question I have is, when do we really know if, if the coaches or management are ever going to go too far? It took something like this for us to realize that there is that type of animosity in the league. And I hope from this point on that the SAJL takes it upon themselves to make to make actions, to do something about this, and to focus on this in the future that we don't ever have to get in this type of situation. There needs to be a precedent. If a fight breaks out, this is what you should do. You know, like, I know you can't really predict how things are going to happen in the game, but you can predict how you're going to respond in general. And I think in this situation, because it never happened before, no one knew how to respond. Even with the disciplinary committee, the the suspensions they gave out, I don't think anyone agrees with their suspensions because no one knew how to respond to this. So in the future, I really hope the league figures out a way to make a better precedent for this type of situation. I agree with you 100%. So from there, we'll uh, read some of the players' thoughts on it. You can take the first one, Jabari. It makes me seriously question if some people even value sportsmanship at all. Even in my short time in the Maple League, I can tell the game is played differently. It truly is just a game to a lot of guys out here, and they play because they really do love it. In between plays, you have opposing players giving each other high fives or giving credit for a good play. A lot of guys talk and a lot of guys are friends off the field. Yes, people are competitive and you should and you don't have to be buddy buddy with an opponent if that's not how you go about your business. But at the end of the day, there's no room in this game for plays or players like that. The next player goes on to say, yeah, sportsmanship is definitely as an enforcer in such an emotional game. I hate losing in football. Usually frustration can be overwhelming. But it should, it should never get to the point of trying to injure someone with dirty tactics. We play a man's game. If you want to inflict pain on someone, do it in the course of the game. The all-time hardest hitters in this game literally look to take your head off. This is in the reality of the sport. But it should never get out of hand to the point of dirty tactics or post-game aftermath. And the third one, it says, That play was just ignorant as well as violent with the intent of hurting someone. All thought sportsmanship was thrown out the window after viewing this play, and it's embarrassing as well as unfortunate for the Royals because they're a well-respected organization, and that play was not a good representation of their organization of a whole, as a whole. Uh, the last one we have is, in the Maple League specifically, I think there's an unwritten rule and code of honor between players. Having played at many levels of football myself, you don't often see that. A lot of the players here will help you up after a tackle or tell you you made a good play and continue on with the game while still being competitive. This action crossed a lot of those lines. And I'm sure there are a handful of players out there who think and act like that and need to be controlled or weeded out because this is not the NFL 
and such actions are uncompetitive, dirty, and malicious. That's what all the players had to say. That's what we had to say. That's pretty much it on the subject. I think we talked about it enough, and hopefully the league and even us, we're going to move on from here. We're not going to talk about this anymore. But I will leave the, the floor open for any final thoughts you have on it, Jabari. Um, I think that we've said everything that we can say. Um, we've seen it. We've heard about it for the last few days. And we just know that um, this is something that is not acceptable in Finnish football. And this is something that has set the grounds for how we go about disciplining these type of actions, these type of plays, and these type of players. So I think that from this point on, the understanding of how we handle these things will be addressed and will be handled and that it will be better in the future if this ever happens again, which we hope it doesn't. I think that we we hashed this out the best we could. I think a lot of people are going to continue to dwell on it, and that's their prerogative. They can do that. But I feel like it was a very unfortunate situation that happened. But I do think that as a whole, as a community of American football in Finland, that we can learn from this experience and going forward, we can have a better understanding of what we really want from this sport. So with that, I really hope that everyone can learn from this experience and moving forward, we can be better as as a collective, as a community. One final thing I wanted to say was that we had a few player testimonies that this isn't the entire view of what all the players in the league thought. This is We actually questioned a few of the imports because they're not really on the finished message boards and stuff like that. So we felt we needed to give them a voice to say what they thought. One thing that we didn't say is we, we talked about a lot of what the players said about these, but there were players who chose not to participate in this. And the reason for them, I'll actually read a quote from one of the players. He said, I chose to keep my thoughts to myself. No one knows what was said or what happened the play before. And another player said something similar to what he said was that not everyone knows the entire situation of what happened. So if if you don't know the entire situation, you don't feel compelled to talk on the situation. Now, I know that we just talked about it for almost 30 minutes and gave you our personal opinions and everything, but I would hope that if you're listening to this and you saw the video, but you're not on the Royals, not on the Roosters, you're not part of the disciplinary committee, that you would kind of take that same attitude towards it. If you don't really know what happened, how can you judge someone? I don't feel that I have the right to judge anyone. I gave my thoughts here today, but I will never judge these guys for what happened because that's not my place. And I think that as a community that we all need to realize that we had a disciplinary committee. It's their right to judge what happened on that field. Everyone else, we're just giving bullshit opinions out here. And we need to remember that, that these are just opinions and that the disciplinary committee are doing their job and giving out the sanctions that need to be had for this situation. I agree with you 100%. And I think that, you know, you're right. You know, this is their, this is their job. They made the decision that they chose to make as a, as a, as a staff. And I think that at this point, we just got to live with it and go on. That's it for us today on American Football in Finland. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at American Football in Finland or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com forward slash AFF. You can now subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for American Football in Finland in the podcast section. We'll be back on Wednesday with our our regular weekly show. I'm Perfect Purpose with my co-host Jabari Harris. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's always an honor to be on the show. And we'll see you guys later.